0: So a question that we get asked often is, how come on my channel, I get lots of video views, but they don't turn into subscribers? And then vice versa, how come I get lots of subscribers, but boy, they don't turn into views? Why is that? Well, this is an important topic, so I got together with the VidIQ crew, and we're going to dive deep into this and unpick this topic. If you've been wrestling with this question, well, today's episode is especially for you let's do this welcome to tube talk the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views subscribers and build your audience brought to you by vidiq download for free at vidiq.com and welcome to another episode of tube talk my name is liron segev i am a tech blogger a youtuber and the director of customer success here at vidiq where every day we help creators, big and small, level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So let's unpick this topic. What's more important? Should you get more subscribers or should you get more views? Or what about a combination of both? Well, complicated topic with lots of turning points. So today I have got Rob and Dan from VidIQ. You know them by now, but if you don't, guys, let's tell these nice people who you are.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to vidIQ. As always, I'd usually be hosting, but I'm passing on that responsibility (laughs) to Liron today. I am the YouTuber in residence here at vidIQ. So any video content that you see here at vidIQ usually passes my virtual desk at some
2: point. But of course, we have the amazing Dan who assists me as well. Don't you, Dan? I do. Um, I am known as the um, executive producer here at vidIQ, but most people know me as vidIQ's, well, generously know me as vidIQ's gaming expert. I'm so chief channel to...
1: pronouncer as well. I've, I've yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: um, all right, guys. So, we joined together on this auspicious occasion to <laughs> not just to chat, but we've got a specific topic we want to address today. Something that we hear often, something that we hear from our customers, something we hear from our subscribers. People want to know. So, today's topic is subscribers just don't care about your videos, and here is why. In other words, I'm getting lots of views on my channel, but I'm not getting subscribers. And the other way around, I'm getting lots of subscribers, but I am actually not getting any views. What is going on? Rob, what do you think? What's more important at this stage? More subscribers or more views?
1: I am going to go with a simple answer of (laughs) I want actual evidence that people are watching my content rather than somebody signing up. Similar to like maybe a mailing list. You're showing interest in something but never actually engaging with the content. So I would always choose views over subscribers. Subscribers can be very fickle as well. They'll they'll ease if it's something's for free, like the red subscribe button. They'll happily press it, but then they'll forget about it going forward. Uh, so for me, I'm always going to take the views over the subscribers. Uh, Dan, what about you?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Views over subscribers. Mainly because we already know YouTube um, videos in general tend to get viewed more by viewers who are not subscribed to your channel, and every viewer is an opportunity to ask for a subscriber. So if subscribers are important to you, you're still going to have that chance, but obviously the views are, uh, I would say, easier to get and matter more.
1: I suppose yeah. we should bring Leroy into this conversation as well. What do you <laughs> think, Leroy?
0: Well it's a, it's a bit of a strange one because you know YouTube has always been about you get your play button when you hit a certain number true, of subscribers.
1: It's a it's, it's a vanity <laughs> metric, isn't it?
0: Right. And it's, but it's also a credibility thing because yeah. you're saying, "Hey, look at my channel." Nobody's gone to these big conventions, these big VidCons and Vid Summits and say, "Um, I've got 5,000 subscribers, but I'm getting 50,000 views a video." It's yeah. more like what is your channel size? Like or how many millions of subscribers do you have? And amazingly, when someone has 100,000 subscribers, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you must know what you're doing. So it's a little bit of a balancing act. So for me, it really depends what. If you're trying to work with a the brand, they perhaps want to see lots of eyeballs on your videos. So views are more important. If you're trying to get credibility and understand your audience better, maybe subscribers kind of count. So it is a little bit of, a uh, bit of both, I suppose, for lack of a better word.
1: It, it is funny. Like, personally, you'll say, yeah, I want the views over the subscribers. But when I'm at a conference or right. chatting to a, a YouTuber for the first time, I say, oh, how many subscribers have you got? And that, in my head, is almost like a a, a situation of, oh, this channel's got a few hundred subscribers. So I'm going to have a completely different conversation than with somebody with 100,000 subscribers. But like you say, the devil is in the detail.
0: If you think of, just following up on your point, if you think of search... You go into YouTube, I think yeah. a lot of us do that, we'll search for a topic, we'll hit the search button. If we see similar results, the next thing we kind of tend to look at is the authority of the channel. Yeah. A channel with 50,000 subscribers, for some reason, tends to scream out greater credibility than a channel with 100 subscribers. They may have more views on that video, but we tend to go for that subscriber count. With, rightly or wrongly, that's just the way we conditioned, I suppose.
1: It, yeah, it is a bit like you see the thumbnail, you see the title, and then some people will maybe just hover over that click button, look at the subscriber count, mm. and, then maybe, and then and then also if you have VidIQ's tool installed that shows you the likes to dislikes ratio, that might make you either click on it or move to somebody with more subscribers. I, I, I want to ask you this question before I forget, because it's just coming to my head, that in terms of views and subscribers, have you ever had a comment on your channel? Have you ever had a comment on your channel where somebody says, Ah, yeah, This so this guy gets uh, got 100,000 subscribers and each video gets 500, 500 views. Why should I be paying attention to what you your education on your channel? Because we get this a lot at VidIQ mm. for quite a while until we started having more of an influence. And I, Liron, it might be a, similar to you with it, like a search channel where you can get a lot of people subscribing but not everybody coming back to all of your content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important that you know once you when you make multiple or different types of content on your channels and I think I want to hear from from Dan on this as well cuz being a yeah. resident expert on this uh, gaming expert on this as well it's when you make multiple topics and multiple content on your channel you're not going to appeal to everyone all the time some people might come for one topic but not one of you another topic and and that's perfectly fine the reason the advice that we give people is to niche down on content because then you become the expert. You become the channel that they go to based on whenever I have a fortnight question, I know I'm going to come to your channel because you are going to be my gaming expert. You're going to tell me what to do. So I do kind of get those sometimes where people are, like you know, they'll say you've got a hundred thousand um, subscribers, but you've got no credibility because you're only getting a thousand views on a video, for example. You're always going to get those. You can't win with everyone. Someone's always going to be upset with you for something that you've done or something you didn't do. It is what it is. Um, you know, you make short videos, people complain because the information <laughs> was too quick. You make a longer videos, people complain because why don't you just get to the point? So, eh, you know. Uh, I but- think
1: the only people who ever, ever asked that question, are people who are not uh, creators themselves, who have not gone through the struggles and exactly. the journeys of it. So, yeah, let's pass this on to Dan. Yeah. Then. What do you think about all of
2: this? Uh, we just did a video um, the other day on a channel called 100% Zelda. And we picked them because not only do they make a channel that is literally 100% about Zelda, but they also did a really good job of studying their audience. You know, So we talk about niching down and with gaming especially, you would think gaming, oh, this is a niche, this is enough. It's not, because people might follow you for your Zelda content, but the second you play Minecraft, you might reach some Minecraft people out there somewhere on YouTube, but certainly not your subscribers. YouTube isn't going to rank you as strong for Minecraft because you've been the Zelda person for so long. Uh, So they did a really good job of providing really valuable videos on not just Zelda, but Breath of the Wild. And so far- just Breath of the Wild, and it's it's blowing up their channel. I covered their channel Monday. We posted the video and said they reached a 1,000 subscribers in just a few months. They're already almost at 4,000 subscribers, yeah. wow. and it's been a week. So yeah. that just goes to show like, if you can really speak to your audience, know who they are. And just as another example of how good they are at this, they got an audit from us because they paid attention to us doing these live streams. Yeah and gave us memes that they knew would make us laugh and click on their channel, and it worked. This
1: channel's really growing fast, and they've got these 4,000 subscribers. What do you think the quality of those subscribers are? Because I think another thing that we have to Mm. maybe discuss a little bit is the actual quality of each individual uh, subscriber. And do you think those are really valuable subscribers or not so valuable for their channel?
2: I would say they are. Because in my experience, um, my subscriber base, uh, the, the names I would recognize over and over again in, in the comments, yes. were very valuable mm. until I switched topics. And that's when they became fickle. A few of them stuck around because they just liked me. And a few of them, most of them, disappeared until I came back to the original topic. So mm. it, when, when 100% Zelda goes... On to Link's Awakening or something like that. After they they're done with Breath of the Wild, they're gonna lose some Breath of the Wild fans. It's not a bad thing. It's just yeah, that's you know, okay. It's gonna be, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say the value is in your control, perhaps. You know, you you have you have some control there of what kind of content you're gonna release for that audience. Because the second you stop, you know, catering to them, they're gonna move on. But I think it's a, it's a
0: great point about your audience and recognizing some names there because I've noticed that subscribers who are legitimately interested in the content, those tend to come back again and again and again. That's your audience. That's your fans. Those are the guys and girls growing with you. I don't think there's one rule that applies to all, right? And it makes back to Dan's comment. Yes, if you start changing topics, you're no longer appealing to a section of your subscribers, but that's fine. That's a decision you've made to pivot your channel to another content. If they're therefore Zelda stuff and you're doing now Call of Duty, completely different games, of course you're going to lose some of that audience. The interesting thing is that I don't unsubscribe. I don't know about you guys. How many yeah, times okay. have you subscribed to a channel and unsubscribed? And you know, we've got to ask ourselves, what does that number actually mean? But before kind of we get too theoretical, I think a lot of people do want to know some practical tips. So... Maybe let's change the topic a little bit and let's look at a situation where I have a channel. I'm putting out my video. How can I translate the audience watching into subscribers? What do you guys think are some good practical tips that I can do today?
1: I'll go first on this one then. Um, I think if you are um, getting a healthy number of views, but those views are not necessarily transferring it into subscribers. First of all, two analytics you probably want to look at. Uh, one would be engagement. So how much are people uh, engaging with the content? And you can increase that by asking questions and really importantly, trying to ask a question at the beginning of a video in the first couple of minutes, because a lot of um, creators make the mistake of asking a question about the video, but at the end where the audience retention has dropped off quite a bit. So it's, it's almost like a primer question to get them involved in the topic. And then you're going to talk about it and then audience retention, see how long people are watching for, and if your audience retention is relatively high, again, that's another good signal that people are watching your content. But what they may not be doing is realizing that they should be subscribing to your content. And that comes down to the obvious action of including calls to action, such as little lower third graphics that appear or just mentioning that you can subscribe to the channel. But try and do it as efficiently as possible, like in five or ten seconds, not spending too long in it. So that's what I'd be thinking about. Dan?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you basically, you basically. I've, covered think it. I've stolen all your points. There, haven't
1: you? <laughs> say that, can you say that again? Uh, I think I've stolen all of your points, there.
2: You, you absolutely did. Um, the yeah, I was going to say, especially like a call to action to get people to subscribe is is the biggest thing that I think people overlook over and over. Oh, and we shouldn't over be afraid
1: again. of doing that either.
2: No, well, it's it's that. There, huh? is a, oh. there, is, there is a bat, though.
1: Oh, uh, here comes uh. the with the bat.
0: <laughs> someone's someone's got to be the voice of reasons. Uh, you know, I like the idea of watching your retention because I think that's a good indicator of what's actually going on. So when you watch your audience and you see that your graph is really taking a big, steep dive right at the beginning, well, you may have gotten a view, but how, what, the quality of that view isn't that great. They came to your video. They saw that video. They started. Your hook wasn't strong enough. And they've left well if your retention means is showing that people are not getting to the end of your video which is typically where people say hey don't forget to like and subscribe it's always at the end well most people are not going to get that call to action because they've pretty much have left your video so i do like a good hook i like a quick introduction of um, about your channel with a call to action Rob, as you said, 5-10 seconds. If you like this kind of content, hit that subscribe button. Let's get started. So people know that this is the kind of stuff that you're going to be doing. So hook introduction with a call to action, go through your video. And then at the end, yes, do the whole don't forget to like and subscribe before you send them off to your next video. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make. They get to the end and they do the whole (sighs) Thanks, guys, for hanging out with me. You're already sending signals that the video is done. The last thing at the end to do is to go, and if you like this video, check out this video over here about the same topic, and I'll see you in that video and move people to get more views on your other videos. Does that make sense?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I was something that's just coming to my head as well about when you should do the call to action because I think there's a bit of an argument there. Obviously, somewhere towards the beginning of the video, but do you put it in the intro or do you add a call to action when you've, right after you've delivered some sort of light bulb moment? Uh, like, so maybe I've just shown somebody how to uh, create a custom thumbnail or how to um, look at a certain metric. And I'm going to spend another two or three minutes talking about that metric. But it's like, we're a minute in, I've shown you something really valuable. Boom, I'm going to give you a call right. to action right after it because oh, I found that really useful. Oh, yeah, I want to subscribe for more of that type of stuff. Uh, so I think there is some discussion there of when you want to include the call to action, uh, and also what something else that I've noticed um, some creators do is they actually delve into their engagements. So they'll pick out comments or they'll pick out um, fans of the week, and mm. they'll put them like in the first twenty seconds. So that's almost like a message to their community, like if you get involved with us. Uh, in, in the channel, you may see yourself appearing on um, future videos. And we kind of do that with our live right. streams on a Tuesday. And so there's all these, I think, because what I'm trying to think of here is before you get the subscriber, try and make them engaged with the content and become a, a, a part of the community, which means that they'll become a subscriber.
0: Yeah, And then don't forget that a call to action doesn't necessarily have to be verbal either. It could be a graphic. Absolutely. It, yeah, it could yeah. be a little ping sound. And I like the idea of using um, some sort of audible cue because, you know, the brain needs to be engaged every couple of seconds. So it's nice to have a little thing that pops up at the bottom with a little click, click sound or a little ping for your notification. People tend to see the time and time again, and then they tend to um, hit that subscribe button. Th- there is a big question that we get all the time. It's, you know, YouTube has been around for a while now. Do we really need to tell people to still subscribe to a channel? I mean, surely people know this by now. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? <sighs> you would think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you still, because... I mean, think about how old YouTube is now and imagine parents showing their kids YouTube today. You know, like people are discovering YouTube for the first time, just like people are discovering Minecraft for the first time. So there's that. Uh, and then... It's not necessarily that you're calling people out for not understanding how to subscribe or that they forgot. It's just that no one's thinking about that. They just they just typed in a question or something. They found your video. They're watching your video. And the last thing to worry about is who you are or right. why they should subscribe. But they, if they're reminded, like, hey, I have a channel where I do all kinds of stuff just like this, it's okay to say that. It's okay to remind them of that. And I do agree it needs to be at the top of the video somewhere. Um, And I like Rob's idea of offering value first. So you're Mm -hmm. not just saying, hey, I'm Dan, subscribe. Okay, today we're going to talk about that's silly. But if you give them something, give them a reason to subscribe and then remind them that's a thing they could do. It's not insulting. It's not annoying unless every 10 seconds in your video is popping up in the corner. So yeah, it's I don't think it's a bad thing to do. I don't think it's a it an annoying thing to do. And I don't think it's calling anyone out for, you know, something they should already know.
1: I wanna throw a question out to you two here. Uh, this is gonna be a radical bold step for YouTube now. I'm I'm the head, I'm I'm becoming Rob Wubchicky for a day <laughs> or however you pronounce uh, the CEO's surname. Um so let's imagine um Instagram uh trialed removing likes from posts what do you think a world of YouTube would be like if subscriber counts were hidden from the
2: public? How would I get a play button?
1: Okay. That's the creator's point of view. Uh, <laughs> thanks Dan. Uh, but what, what do you think from a view viewer perspective? How do you think that might influence their clicking decisions if they didn't know the size of a subscriber uh, size of a channel?
2: I mean, we see channels hide subscriber counts and I think yep. because only some channels do that. I don't know about you guys. Um, and maybe it's the type of viewer I am, but I get a little bit sketched out by that and I don't know why. Um, It's a conscious decision
1: because subscriber counts are public. So if it's hidden, it's been hidden for a reason. And you want to ask the question why? And so that's going to be in the back of your head when you're looking at that channel, I think anyway.
2: Right. And, and hypothetically speaking, if there were no subscribers period on YouTube um, I think that would, that would kind of feel weird at first but I also don't think in the end, I don't think it would matter because we already know YouTube has been like developing its AI more and more to focus on content you're going to want to watch and less about the content you've subscribed to. Um, and we can argue till our faces are blue about if that was a good decision or not. Uh, but at the end of the day, they've only tripled down on that because it's worked for like them. It. They've noticed they have the data, the data. They know mm-hmm. that that's like a, that's an effective strategy. So I've actually considered, like, I wonder if YouTube will just remove that ability one day, you know, or well, minimize uh, it even more, at least. So,
0: a slightly different view uh, look at something like TikTok, right? The TikTok, what's the one thing that TikTok doesn't show publicly as you're scrolling down your for you page is a date. There is no date on TikTok. And what does that mean? It means whenever you see a video, you have no idea if it's a day, a month, a year old. It doesn't matter because people are there for the content. You also don't see subscriber counts. Now, understand you don't do as many searches on TikTok as you would on YouTube, but the video content is still there. People tend to find a creator that they like, they, you know, funny comedy, whatever, click on the creator's name, then they see the followers. Then they see um, and they then they hit the follow button, but they never, ever see a date. So subscriber count is now a thing that we got conditioned to. If they take it away, it's going to be super weird for a very long time. But at a certain point, it'll just become the normal thing. Remember when everyone was having a heart attack because um, Twitter increased their character count from 140 to 280 and people lost their minds and the ADHD nature of us a day later, we go, oh, that's just the new norm. So... I think right now we see subscriber count as an authoritative measurement. This person has got lots of subscribers. That means they must really, really know their stuff. Let me go listen to what they have to say. They take it away, um, it gets weird.
1: I think video tags are currently in that weird transition. now. They used to be Mm -hmm. really important. We've been conditioned to fill that 500 character box with video tags. YouTube has been telling us for years and years that video tags don't matter anymore. I think the debt is starting to prove that. But it's still there, still and there. we can't help ourselves. We have to put – like, I know yeah. of uh, YouTube educators who say that tags don't matter anymore, and then you look at the tags, and they they, they have to fill them in. and That's fine. We're the same. We're still going to sure. fill out a box if it's there. But I'm just wondering – I'm I'm curious now. I'm wondering if I should experiment and just remove – hide the vidIQ subscriber account for a week. I just <laughs> wonder if, like, there's loads of comments come in on the live stream or, like – on video comments it might be an interesting test to, to try well,
0: and it's a difference I think between an established channel and a new channel mm-hmm. so you know yeah. if you're a new channel we know that people are buying bots and are buying views and are buying subscribers so whenever someone consciously hides their subscriber count you always do like a double take you go like why something doesn't doesn't feel right something that seems a bit weird so um, yeah i think the experiment if you want to run it on the vidiq channel we should equally run it on smaller channels and to see if those have actually noticed a difference between the two mm. by the way i do know some creators who are big creators and they've hidden their subscriber account because of the mystery they actually don't they do it for a specific reason they also make their instagram private because they want people to request a follow because people want to be part of that club that's not accessible to everyone so this kind of this whole thing is not a very clear, straightforward. You must do this, therefore, it will do that. I know it does raise suspicions for me personally. Like Dan said, when you hide your subscriber, but there's a reason. I get iffy about that that kind of stuff.
2: I want to just point to something Rob said at the very beginning of this. Um, he mentioned uh, almost in passing that the subscriber count is like a vanity metric, mm. and that is is kind of the point here: is that subscriber counts have been the thing everyone's worried about, right? Our, our biggest questions, how do we get more views and subscribers? Um, but at the end of the day, it is the most vanity of the vanity metrics we have on <laughs> YouTube. I still think it's cool. I think it's cool to see how many people you've reached to a point where they're willing to come back and they, they, they prove that to you by clicking that button. They had, they have intended to come back. It still means something, but I think it's more emotional than it is yeah. valuable, I guess. And uh, another website we can point to that that kind of has the same mentality is Twitch. On Twitch, th- you can follow a channel and it appears in your feed when that channel's live. And the follower count is visible if you search around for it. But it's certainly not anything that anyone really looks for on Twitch. It, they've, they've deliberately made followers, it seems, just a thing that, eh, you know, it's a thing you can look at, but it's not important. And just for anyone who doesn't know, a subscriber on Twitch is someone who's paying the channel, but a follower, it just is just like YouTube, anyone can click follow. So, subscribers on Twitch are there if the creator wants to share those. Most of the time, they just don't. And the thing people care the most about there are the views, the concurrent viewers in Twitch's case. And I think if subscribers disappeared off YouTube, the first thing people would look at is a, the catalog of videos. Right. And they would look and see how many views this person generally gets. Are they really an expert? People seem to keep coming back and watching their videos. So, yeah, maybe I will keep following this channel.
1: I have an idea, which I think uh, Mr. B should steal from me. I going. I think uh, I should hide the subscriber account on vidIQ and then ask in our community tab. We're going to hide it for a week. Can you guess what our subscriber account is going to be in a week's time and have a voting poll? So you're kind of in, involving oh. your community Yes. in something way playing about with a subscriber metric and vanity i think i wanted well, to uh, ask a question to you two guys now because i think we've been laying the, the smack down a little bit on subscribers <laughs> thinking that they're not that important but is there a, when do you think subscribers are really important uh for like the health of your channel uh, i've got a thought on this but i'm gonna throw this to lee Ron first
0: Yeah, so to be clear, we do think subscribers are important. (laughs) Um, I think that they're important in different ways to different people based on your channel size and based on what you're trying to do. So, you know, if you're a business and you're using YouTube as a funnel, maybe subscriber counts are not important. Views are more important to you. So I do think they're important. For me, the importance of having the subscriber count is also the progression of the channel. I know that I get more subscribers when I do X. Mm -hmm, So therefore, those are great signal for me to say, look, when I stick on one topic, people tend to watch those videos more. I get more subscribers because of that topic. Okay, those are the indicators that we use to know how to double down on our content, how to get that next subscriber bump. And realistically, we want a milestone. We want something to aim for. Otherwise, YouTube just becomes an even weirder place. I mean, it's weird enough as it is i want to have something to aim for i want to get that next milestone i want to do better i want to dive into my analytics more and a youtube subscriber count is a golden metric for me to say okay i'm on the right track otherwise my channel
2: wouldn't be growing done i i think that something people generally um, a common misconception if you will is that subscribers help you rank you know you need subscribers because that's going to help you rank on youtube And I would point back to 100% Zelda is a great example. Someone with almost no subscribers when they started. And just five, six, seven videos in had one blow up 80,000, 90,000 views. And uh, I mean, it's a great, like I love everything Leran just said. It's a great metric for understanding what's working, you know? Oh, wow, that video I posted got a 1,000 more subscribers. That's really cool. Like, I got to keep doing more of that. So it's not, it, it, I wouldn't say the metric is invalid, like, is it, not valid, period, you know? It's just more emotional. It's And it definitely can help you, like Lioran said, decide what you're going to do next. But when it comes to, let's say you're trying to get a brand deal or something like that, if that company is, is smart anyway, they're not going to just look at your subscriber count. They're going to look at the views you generally get on the content you make. And if you're the right fit for them for other reasons, if your content matches, you know, if, if you're going to have a gaming channel, does it make sense to, you know, sell deodorant on it? Or would we rather be selling keyboards and and cool, you know, computery things?
1: So what I would say is that. Uh, subscribers can become hugely important for a channel if you're able to cultivate the subscribers into a community and that when you launch a video and it sends out a notification to the subscribers, they can really help drive initial velocity on a channel. But the channel needs to have a certain amount of size. So I kind of think of it in this terms of, for a lot of channels, the most important thing to begin with, and some may disagree with this, that's absolutely fine. I think the most important thing for channels to begin with is to be discovered in search, because I think that's the easiest way to get uh, some views. And then I think once you've uh, been discovered on YouTube a little bit, people who subscribe to your channel are then going to uh, give you that nice best level of velocity when mm. you launch content that's um, connected and relatable to those subscribers. But then ultimately and I think you'll both agree on this, I think ultimately where you want your channel to be is in suggested, whereby it doesn't necessarily matter if it's a subscriber, it's the related content. So you're coming up against Mr. Beast uh, content or uh, uh, Jenna Marbles or Shane Dawson. I'm talking about people who've all left YouTube recently. I don't know why. But uh, all of the but, but when you're when you're being relatable against uh, mega styles on YouTube, and they're saying, yeah. "Hey, if you like this big YouTuber, you may want to try this person." I know you're not subscribed to them, but we as YouTube know the content that you like, and we think this matches up to you. So I think subscribers do have very importance, um, but I, I think ultimately you want mm. to think beyond uh, uh, just another YouTube metric.
0: All right, so so we've spoken about the value of the subscriber, okay? And we've said one of our tips that we've given was call to action, make sure that you tell people to subscribe, Don't wait till the end of your video to do that because a lot of people actually don't make it to the end of your video. You can do it audibly. You can do it when you give a good tip. Oh, excuse me. You can do it when you leave. uh, You can do it via a little graphic and a little ping sound. So that's great. Good tips that everybody in the chat can actually go do and focus on their next channel. And hopefully just doing that call to action will trigger people to click that subscribe button. But now we've got to go to the other side of this coin. What happens if on my channel I'm getting lots of subscribers for some reason? I can't explain it. But, man, they're not coming back and watching my next video. My next video, I'm not getting those views. What do I do, guys?
1: There's a sound effect on my phone that keeps telling me that uh, my sports team is
2: losing. I should have (laughs) disabled it. I do apologize for
1: that. Uh, Dan, take the question because I'm completely lost from train of thought.
2: Okay. Um, Personally, I've not experienced that phenomenon where a bunch of people subscribe know and don't come back uh again subject changes will do that people will subscribe because of a video and then leave when you change subjects and then maybe you'll get some new ones and they leave again because you change subjects again uh so i would again go back to saying i would discourage subject changes on your channel because people want want to subscribe to you as the expert of something um but yeah i i think that if people are going to leave your your video after subscribing maybe you had a really strong hook at the beginning and a good compelling argument to subscribe and they did and just like Leron said earlier we don't generally unsubscribe when we hit subscribe we mm. just subscribe you know and by the end of that video if they stuck it out or they left early or what have you you didn't perhaps come across as memorable perhaps you need to be the judge of your own content try to look through it through the lens of a viewer how long was that intro did you you got them to subscribe early on cool but did you still stay on the menu screen of the game you're playing and then talk about all the things you're going to do today and slowly meander through it and kind of get there halfway through the video or, you know, it was there just a point in your video where you did something, maybe you were playing a game and you got a phone call and for some reason you edit it out, you're just like, Oh yeah, what's up. <laughs> you know, and, and so go into your retention and see, there's gotta be a point where it dips in a strange way. And you're like, what happened there and go to that point in your video and try and, and try and figure out and be, be harsh on yourself. Look at that video and say, Oh, maybe people don't like it when I answer the phone while I'm recording. Maybe I should do <laughs>
1: specifically don't like you answering your phone. Then. Um, I or think,
0: or, or uh, making sounds because your team's losing, for example. <laughs> indeed.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I've got one uh, big point and then I've got a list of things I'm going to quickly reel off. Um, I think this happens to a lot of channels when they suffer, I'm doing suffer in air quotes here. Uh, you suffer from the viral uh, video whereby one particular video um, did really well for your channel, like 10x, 20x your normal views. And it raises the channel to such a point where you think you should be operating at that all of the time. And the, the follow-up content either isn't related to that viral content or you're just your expectations are too high. Um, so there's, there's always that danger with a viral video that you either have to pivot to something which you don't want to do the long term or it it governs and influences uh, the channel in a direction that you're not happy with. Now, um, I did want to just reel off because I'm, I'm actually going to do a video in the future. So this is a bit of a bonus for everybody. Uh, I want to do a video about why people unsubscribe. Um, but I think this is also relatable to why people are subscribed but not watch your content. So the subscriber fatigue, like sometimes people will subscribe to your content and watch it, but then they just run out of steam watching it. For example, I subscribed to the case and and I loved watching his content for a couple of years. But now, even though I'm still subscribed, I just don't watch any of his content and I can't really give you a good answer why. Maybe I'm just my viewing habits have changed. Subscribers may outgrow your channel like we're an educational YouTube channel. But there may come a point where we've got somebody to 10,000 subscribers, 20,000 subscribers, but they need to get their information from somewhere else. And we don't maybe serve that particular audience too well. The trend may run out of steam. There's a yeah. lot of channels that are built on reactions to television series like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is gone now, the television series. How is there as much interest in that topic? And probably not. Or, and this is something that a lot of people need to pay attention to, is something better comes along. You're happily going along with your content. People are watching it. But maybe what you're not realizing is that more people are coming into your competitive space. They're making better content, whereas you're standing still. And then all of a sudden you realize, why is nobody watching my content? Well, it's because these three channels are doing what I do much better these days. Uh, So that was just a a list of reasons (laughs) that uh, I'm formulating for my video there. But uh, Leron, let's uh, just jump this one back to you for your thoughts. So I kind of look at
0: it this way. I don't look at individual videos just in isolation. I look at it based yeah, on my point. channel as a whole. So I like to look at my channel in a 30-days and a 90-day cycle. So what seems to be like, oh, I'm losing subs or I'm losing views, people are not coming back, boo-hoo, whoa, was me could be something unrelated. It could be an algorithm change. It could be a change in the way you did your content. It could be a thumbnail. change. It could be something else. But once you kind of do a helicopter view and you look up and you say, okay, hold on. Over the last 90 days, I'm actually still well within my average of what my channel is doing. So my audience is still there. I just maybe had, as Rob said, a little hit, a little bump in a previous video. Now I'm basing everything on that one video. Now, also remember things like the trends, as Rob mentioned as well, a channel like Dad How Do I? It became so popular, it blew up overnight, millions of subscribers. People subscribe to that channel because they want to be part of that. How many of them are continuously watching every new time he changes a tire or teaches you how to shave? I don't know that. So people might be looking at their ratio of subscriber to view count and saying, well, He's got millions of, of subscribers, but 50,000 views of video. That's a terrible ratio. So you've got to look at things in kind of for what they are. And that's why I always like a helicopter view of remembering I have a channel as a whole. How am I doing as far as a trend is concerned? How am I doing as far as my entire channel? If my channel is dipping completely, okay, something's up. Now I've got to take some drastic action. But most times you'll probably find that you're actually still in line with the average, but because of a bump or because something weird happened, uh, Mm -hmm. then you got that little bit of a lift. And now you're changing everything because of one video. That's very, very dangerous because you're not thinking five, six videos ahead. What are you going to do next? And then you get yourself into a position where you're locked in this is what you're going to be doing. And, you know, you're falling off that cliff on the left or you're falling on the cliff on the right. You've got to be careful to walk kind of the balance between your content, what your viewers want, what you're willing to do, and just to kind of find that nice balance, getting those subscribers and retaining those views. Um, Final quick practical tip just to throw in there before we go to our final thoughts. At the end of your video, The most important thing is, and I've said this earlier, is to get people to watch your next video. What a lot of people forget to do is that they forget that people watching your videos are on a journey. For you, the journey has ended because you finished filming your video. So you're done. But for the viewer, they're busy watching your content. They're loving it. They got all the way to the very, very end. Now that they're at the very, very end, don't leave them. Don't say thanks for subscribing and liking Send them, hey, guys, I've got even more content on the same topic. Go and check out this playlist. Go and check out that. Move those views from one video to the next video to the next video. That's when YouTube shows you love. It puts you into suggested. It shows you that people are loving your content. And YouTube looks at your own library first and then trying to suggest more content. But if you just let your audience go right at the end, eh, you've pretty much lost the opportunity of a really engaged viewer not watching another one of your video. So those were my final thoughts on the question before we move on to the question. Dan, final tips on subscribers, views.
2: What would you leave us as your golden nuggets to take away? I would just, I would again reinforce niching down. I know we've been kind of hammering it, especially me. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so important, and this is something that I didn't value when I first started YouTube, and I think it because it was my, one of my biggest early YouTube mistakes, that's why I hammer it so hard, but it's so important to stick to a topic and and take people on a journey throughout every aspect of it that you possibly are interested in and interested in covering, um, because people are going to come back to you because you're the expert, and you can always niche out over time, you can look at uh, PewDiePie as a great example. He started out in the horror genre. He played games that scared the poop out of him, and people came back for more and more and more. And he got subscribers, and his channel grew and grew and grew. And it got to the point where, if you loved that content, it'd be weird not to watch him play something else. Like, what else is going to make this guy react in a funny way? And he niched out. You can look at his journey from where he started to where he is now, and now. He's at a point where he can literally pick up any game he wants. And my point is, no, I don't expect you to wait till you get 10 million subscribers to do that, but you can do that over time. Start small and then branch out. Don't start by just playing any game you want or covering, today I'm going to fix my car, tomorrow I'm going to go on the roof and clean some leaves. Like, you know, stay on topic as much as you can and people will eventually follow you for you and you'll have a lot more freedom down the road.
1: My final thought uh, goes to what you were just talking about later on with the Dad Hardwire channel. And I think there's actually uh, an audience war going on in that channel right now. Um, a lot of people subscribed because they fell in love with the story of this dad who didn't have a father figure uh, in his own life and uh, now he's realising how important he is to his children and he's sharing kind of that uh, ethos and... Um, Drive on his channel, and it got two and a half million subscribers because it went viral. You're absolutely right, Leon. And you look at the videos now, and they're averaging maybe between fifty and a hundred thousand views. So the audience engagement is pretty low. But again, the views are don't get me wrong, the views are still good. You know, you'd want tens of thousands of views. However, when I look at the um, videos themselves, when he's talking about how to uh, let's see, swap out a car battery or socket wrench set. Or how to build a bench, you consider that educational content, and then there are other videos that is doing where it's story time and um, Father's Day and like uh, so there's one that's simply titled "Hey Kids," and those view- videos are getting more views than the educational stuff because I think that's more relatable to the uh, content that the people subscribed for. Mm. So there's a real dichotomy of uh, content going on in that channel, and I think. Um, the creator needs to maybe understand what his audience wants and how he's going to position his content going forward. I mean, ideally, he'd want to merge both the education and the uh, the, the I guess a fatherly figure type of uh, values in the content, but that's really difficult to do in a thumbnail and a title.
0: Okay, some good um, good takeaways, good thoughts, good comments, good conversations. Uh, I think all of this is going to be helping people, helping our creators to really understand. This there is value in subscribers. Of course, there's value. Yes, there's value in a viewer. Of course, there's value there. But what you obviously want, you want to put those two values together and really, really grow your channel on both, and that's when you really win. And the big message that from all of us, we've all been saying this, is look at your analytics, understand what your audience is telling you so that you can make your content it to that audience. And that's how you provide subscribers with value. They keep on coming back. They're going to watch. They're going to share. They're going to engage and they're going to comment all beautiful signals to YouTube to say, hey, good quality here. Let me suggest this more. Let me put this on the home screen. Let me get you more eyeballs because people are loving what you're doing. So that's important. Love thy analytics is what we always like to do. And that's... (laughs) I like that. But that's that's the sound effects we need, Rob, isn't it? Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Rob, for sharing your valuable tips with us. Something that we can all bear in mind before we shoot our next video. Offer lots and lots of value. Ask for someone to subscribe. Move subscribers from video to video. And soon enough, those views and subscribers will all rise together. Don't forget to share this episode with at least one other creator who's perhaps struggling. Hit that subscribe button to Tube Talk in your favorite podcast application. Leave us a review. Let us know how we've done. And we'll see you on the next episode of Tube Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes.
2: Enjoy the rest of your video making day.